Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business. They support military and all first responders. What's unique about their company is that all their products are custom made from their whiskey stones to their glassware and no two glasses are alike. They are known for their custom laser etching work and take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. One of the things that they really enjoy is supporting many organizations and at the moment they're proud sponsors to the Chicago-based Marine Vet Team Level Zero Heroes Hockey Team. Help raising funds for the Marine Raider Foundation. This foundation supports the Raiders and their families. They're deployed around the world in the harshest, most dangerous places and deserve the highest level of care and support to stay at the top of the spear. They've also supported Operation Enduring Warrior, Force Sentinel, proud sponsor of the 2018 Illinois State Police Trooper Top Shot, and Young Money APAA Sports Client Care Packages. Find them on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones or at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. How y'all doing? How you doing? There's y'all in there. I really enjoyed on your birthday last week where somebody posted a picture, and and I posted it, but I can't take credit for it. It was a side-by-side of you and the Swedish Muppet Chef. Oh, you didn't do that? No. Who did that? Somebody sent a picture to me on Instagram. <laughs> and I even, even better, someone in Amy's family sent it to Amy. Really? And she put it on like a big uh, family text. Wait, somebody that follows us in Amy's family took that picture and sent it to Amy? Yeah. One of her cousins. <laughs> I know. I was like, man. Eight degrees of fucking with Zeke. <laughs> That is so good. I know. So now every time I see you, I'm like, orgy, borgy, borgy, borg. John, let's not go down the voice pathway today. I'm not going to. I'm not. You're going to give people nightmares. I, I have already given. Prov still can't sleep. Prov, Aaron Stein. Oh, man. They're both, <laughs> they're both going to sleep thinking of me going, oh, boy. Ha, ha. Oh, God. Cover my ears. Cover my ears. We should say that a. Not this past weekend, but was it this past weekend? Yeah. It was this past weekend. This will play next week, but this past weekend we had some friends come in from out of town, and it was amazing. You know, our buddy Prof Saraf came in, Aaron Stein came in, Deshaun Batts came in. There were a bunch of good people that came in from everywhere. Steve Clem came in. Prof brought his friend Laura. She was awesome. We had a lot, a lot of good people come in to town. You went on a Jack Daniels pick with Prov. I was stuck getting stuff ready over here and, and doing some stuff with work. Hey, but saga of your life, John. Yeah. Zeke did a pick. John was stuck. With responsibility. <laughs> stuck doing something. Stuck being responsible. You, you got on that F responsibility. <laughs> I, I, I picked it up at a tender age. All I have to tell people is I am Italian, Irish, and Catholic. If you know how much guilt I carry around with me. For not being responsible, it it is a 
burden I live with every day. Except you don't say, you know, the Hail Marys. You just say, I'm sorry all the time. I will. That's part of it. I say Hail Marys and Our Fathers in my head. And then I just tell everybody else I'm sorry all the time. (laughs) So for those of you that don't like me and post bad reviews, I'm sorry. I really am. And also, if you want to play a fun drinking game, if you ever talk to John for at least an hour, take a drink or something every time he says, I'm sorry. Boom. You know, you're, si- you're sideways. Next thing you know, there's nothing wrong being polite to people, right? <laughs> I legitimately am sorry. <laughs> I am, I'm sorry you have to listen. And, and, and there, right and there it is in a nutshell, people. <laughs> my, my, I have a sorry life. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Anyways, it is. I'm looking forward to what we're doing today because our friend Sean Josephs and I really one of the things that I could say that we get from all of this is I've really enjoyed the people that we meet in the bourbon industry and that is everybody. There's not somebody that I truly dislike in the bourbon industry. We've been very lucky to meet a lot of awesome people. Sean Josephs is one of those and he's one of those people that we are lucky enough to stay in touch with. Now, he sent us a little Christmas package of the new rye from Pinhook, Rye Humor. And he also sent us a little sample of something that we can't get up here. It is a bottle that was only released in New Orleans, and it is the first true single barrel from Pinhook. And it is 115 proof, 57.8 ABV. It's a high rye MGP Three and a half years old, coming in at 50 bucks. The Pinhook Rye is Rye Humor. It's 97 proof, 48.5 ABV. It's around three years old. It's MGP Rye, but they will be moving to their Castle and Key Rye in the spring of 2020. And the price of this is 30 to 40. So we were lucky. Sean, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sending this our way. We were very lucky to try some of this stuff. Indeed, indeed. And uh, I don't know, I think nosing and, and note-taking in the, the background here, these are these are two interesting pours. Both are MGP, correct? Yeah. Not Castle and Key yet. And I would say, knowing they're both MGP even, and some of the stuff we've had recently, I'm a little thrown off all over the place here, uh, note-wise and, and tasting. And I think intrigued is the best word I can use right now. I'm always intrigued as to what Sean is doing. And part of that is because, you know, he's a restaurateur and a wine sommelier by trade. I think he brings a fresh take on a lot of the stuff in the bourbon industry because he's coming at it from a different lens than what people normally come at it. And I think when you when you see the the bourbon that they just put out, it was very much a grain-forward bourbon. I'm interested to see what it's going to be like at 115.6 proof. But you weren't around when we tasted the bourbon. It was something that I go, oh, Zeke is not going to like this because it's a little more corn than what typically would... You talking about the apricot show? Yeah, the, the apricot show. Another show where people didn't like me, especially Zeke. Zeke did not like me for that show. That's another good drinking game. Listen to that and drink every time you hear the word apricot. It's, hey. (laughs) It's like in How I Met Your Mother when Robin Trubatsky said, but um, over and over. She was on the news and everybody played a drinking game when she said, but um. Oh. 
I don't think I've seen that. No, it's a good episode. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, this is a little more corn forward. It's a little more grain forward, especially with Sean being a wine guy. You know, wine, you put the grape forward. It is the fruit is the centerpiece. I think one of the things that he said is, you know, same thing. Why not put the grain forward in bourbon? So, you know, it is predominantly corn. If that corn is there, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'll be interested to see what Zeke thinks about this, knowing that. And laughably, because we sat here and did, you know, some notes together. Um, and after we got a, a first run through these, John's like, so what'd you think? Yeah, well, I'll show you the first thing I wrote down. And it's simply, uh-oh, Zeke does not like corn. And I, No, it wasn't uh-oh. I wrote, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> you know, you harp on me for the vulgar words, so I'm trying to be nice these days. I just don't want you to say the F-bomb. <laughs> uh, I think Hank did a song about that. At <laughs> any rate, moving forward. So, honestly, initially on the nose, it, it came off like a punch of Wrigley's gum or, or some other... Uh, that spearmintish rye forward kind of smell. Um, with a little bit of air, I picked up um, what I thought was spicy corn nuts. I attribute that to the corn being there, but still a rye presence. That if you're ever eating spicy corn nuts, it's a, a unique flavor. That spice is there mixed in with it. I even got some tree bark. I don't know where that came from, but some kind of bark was there. I don't know. Palette-wise... It has some conglomeration of earthiness with corn and mint. Different ones kind of all popped up when it first hit the tongue. It, it was really kind of all over the place and, and hard to pinpoint. Then um, a, a big rye presence moved in after that. I'm not sure the mash bill on this, but I'm... It's a high rye. If I had to bet, uh, I would say 99% certain or more that this is a high rye. Uh, the thing I, I really found the most impressive was, I mean, it is just creamy as F-bomb. I mean, it works up so well and oily and just hangs around. Man, this in a few years. Whoo. Whoa. And people, now, people now love MGP. What are they going to do if this gets six, seven, eight, nine years to it? But the interesting thing about that is we're never going to know because it's going to move to Castle and Key by that point. What'd you get here, John Boy? So lots and lots of mint on the nose, but when I moved it away, when I moved the glass away a little bit, I got some caramel, darker fruit, things like that, but I didn't get it. If I put my nose in the Glencairn, it was very, very minty for me. The taste... It was so creamy, so, so, so creamy, but you get that corn in there. It's not, and I think you were mentioning this, it's not like a corn from your favorite distillery down in Tennessee. It is like a baked corn. It, it's like something that is like a corn bready. Well, and the, the, the corn's, for lack of better words, engulfed by the mint. I mean... You, you have to, to chew and get through that mint for the corn to show its head. And I think when it does, it, even though both flavors, if you looked at them individually, would come off as young, it gives it a different complexity almost of big mint bomb. And then when you get the corn, 
I think if it was that flavor by itself, you really would, wouldn't enjoy it. But it's such a, a hard right turn. It's like, oh, but I well, like here's it because this. it's a little baked too. And like it's it's like it's been and that creamy man. Yeah, Jesus, I know that's not a a taste, but shit, it, it it hangs in there well. Hey, I'm doing the best I can. We never can use the word smooth in a broadcast ever again. <laughs> But it's so creamy, and it's not—it's not even smooth because it's got heat, right? It's got that 115.6 proof, but it's that higher proof almost takes the corn and bakes it. And I don't want to reiterate that too much, but I got caramel, oak, mint, slight spice tingle in my gums. Not overwhelming, but I could definitely tell it was a high rye, and some dark cherry in there. The finish was. It was a nice warmth. I got a hug in my chest. It didn't hurt, but it was just kind of let me know it was there. The spice lingers in my mouth nicely. It was, you know, the other thing to remember is this is a $50 pour. It's not, you know, this isn't something that's putting out a, a single barrel that is 100 bucks, 110 bucks for a three-year product that's coming out. I mean, they priced it according to a whole bunch of factors, and it is a solid, solid pour for 50 bucks. Intriguing. Very intriguing. Anytime anything can have any corn on it and Zeke isn't immediately turned off, it is super intriguing. I'm, I'm still torn whether to give it the, the, the bar or the bottle ranking. I think this definitely falls in the share category. I'd put it share above bar. So I think we we talked about this privately and we haven't necessarily talked about it. So we're going to add a new category to our ranking system. So instead of saying go ahead and buy the bottle, there's also a bottle share, which is over a bar. It's something that we say we really like it, We but knowing the price the where it, where it is, jump in with a group of friends and go ahead and share this bottle. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that if he and I both dislike or one of us dislikes, whatever, but we know people that enjoy things of that nature. That's where we're going to really gravitate toward a bar play. But if we think it's intriguing to anyone that just enjoys trying something new, that's not going to pound the wallet. Uh, we're, we're probably going to go bottle share on some stuff and hey, it gets bottles open. It gets people drinking, talking. And, and that's, that's not a bad goal. thing. No, saying it's a bottle share is, is saying, hey, it's good enough that you should try it. But it's one of those things that we think it's better if you go around with a group of friends and open it and have a good night together. Yeah. And I think it at the same time puts a little more expectation or or level on just buy one for yourself and laugh at everybody when you send them a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) So I would get that. I'll just say, I'll, I would go ahead and get this one. I like it. I think it's unique. I, I mean, considering some of the stuff that we've had that it is at 115 proof, it's so creamy and it's not, it doesn't burn me. You know, it's, it's an enjoyable high proof pour. That's with a, a light amount of water. New, new year, uh, new John and Zeke. We're going to try stuff maybe with water here and there, maybe with cocktails here and there. Um, that's a mild amount of water in the pour and it, whoa. That's creamy and the fruit comes back at big that, time. Yeah. That, that blows cash drink away. <laughs> if you put a little water in here, all I, I'm not even going to say the word, but all of the fruit that no, it, 
To me, when I tasted it, I was like, oh, wow. The nose is completely different, that, too. That just got different and a whole lot better. And it's it's funny because, um, you know, we met with Sean forever ago. He was talking about tastings and, uh, you know, trying all this stuff at cash strength and then basically, you know, various amounts of water all across the board till he found where he thought the, the bottling point was the best. That right there, you, you can see why that's necessary and why cash strength maybe isn't always the best way to bottle something. Well, now I definitely want to get one because <laughs> I would put in, you know, I'd play with it. And knowing that that is hidden in there, holy shit. Yeah. I'm interesting. We, we, we got to rethink how we drink, John. There, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's no corn in there. It's fruit and creamy goodness. That is. I still get a little corn, but it's, it's like a cornbread. Not that off-putting young funk weird thing. Oh, man, that's so good. De- definitely a bottle share. If you see one and you have the means, pick it up. If you don't like it initially, put some water in there at various points. I think somewhere you'll find a proof that makes you uh, happy. Fair enough. I-, I would probably buy one, but I know I can't get it because it's that New Orleans bottle. Well, there will be picks coming out, though, right? There are going to be 35 single barrel, true single barrels that will be out in the States this year. So Still various markets. I'm keep, sure. your, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Anyways, let's move on to the rye. I'll go first here on the rye. The note, so this is, again, this is Rye Humor. It is their latest rye release. It's 97 proof, 40. 8.5% ABV at three years. Price is 30 to 40 bucks. The nose, I got mint and rye spice, but it was also like there was a foresty component to me, like being in a pine forest or a, you know, but that mint is there too. So it's like mint, pine with some spice in there. The taste, it's crazy because I got dill. It's not as pronounced as some of the other ones I've had, but I got lots of dill. It was like a muted dill, but lots of dill. And then the finish was light and refreshing. It doesn't stay around long like most of Zeke's one night stands. So would you call this, let's make a deal? Let's make a deal? I'd do it. That was the best way with the one night stand. They had to be out by eight. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not six. (laughs) Hey, six in the morning. You can sleep in an hour. You gotta go with eight. You get time for round two. Zeke for the win. <laughs> so what what about you? What'd you get on this one? Um man, like I think this is one of those things where just even knowing it was a rye, it it really threw a, a hard curveball at me. I mean, maybe a nurkler or something. I mean wintergreen, pine cone. I, I got to thinking of gins. Um and then when I tasted it. I moved even more in that direction. It, it essentially to me was like some of the barrel aged gins we've had or I've had in the past year or so. Um, and I've, I've been a big fan of them. I really have. It's been kind of a new area for me that I've been surprisingly into. And I, I think somewhere in my head trying to say this is a rye was problematic for me because it just didn't remind me much of any rye I've had or even a rye whiskey in general. But if I thought of it as a barrel-aged gin, I really enjoyed the damn thing. 
Man, for the price too though, 30 to 40 bucks, it is, anyone that grabs one of these or tastes it, going in, you, you need to tell yourself the nose is not going to be what you think it is. And the, the palate definitely isn't. Um, that would be my two disclaimers. I just love, though, that he's putting out unique stuff at a good price. And it's getting us talking. And you know that for me, any time that we could sit here and have an interesting conversation and nothing that we sit there and say, wow, it's bad, right? But if it's good and you're having a good conversation about, wow, that's kind of unique and different, especially with everything else that's out there, that is a huge win to me. This is a 100% unique rye. Um, I, I can't think of anything I've had that does the same things. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but I'm just going to call it barrel-aged gin. Well, and it's a barrel-aged gin that won't <laughs> knock you on your ass because a lot of barrel-aged gins. I remember going down to HCD and being with Heath Clark, and we drilled some gin out of the barrel, and it was at like 150 proof or something. And I, I had a sip of it, and I'm like, man, I got to sit here for an hour because that was, that was potent. I think it was good. I liked it. No, it was really good, but I'm like, man, I might be a little tipsy over a sip. John. You, you, you can't be your size and stature and tell somebody a sip got you tipsy. It, I was I was embellishing. We're, we're gonna we're gonna lose credit in the bars. I, I sorry, my friend's drunk. <laughs> we served him a Michelob Ultra. Sorry. No, it's I I <laughs> I have stories that you've never heard. No, I know. But it was it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, man, you get that barrel aged gin, and sometimes it sneaks up on you because it's. So floral and it's so, you know, and this is barrel aged gin that's 50 something proof less than what. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm not trying to, to skirt an issue, just full transparency, and honesty. Like in my mind, if I tell myself I'm, or think that, ah, this is barrel aged gin. When I taste it, 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 it's right where my mind thinks it should be. You know, that old factory kind of kicks in. Well, I would almost want to put this in a, Blind against barrel aged gin because the taking another sip of it, the finish. I mean, I get a little dill on there, but it's almost like botanicals too. It's that gin botanicals, especially what kind of hangs around in the taste and the finish. And I wonder if you would be able to tell the difference between a barrel aged gin and this. I think the only thing I would probably think I would pick up would be some of those that are overly piney. Like this isn't piney. And I've had a couple that were, but I mean, shoot, this is a, uh, this is interesting. Again, I, I think if you came in and told us about your poor Mariah and they smell or taste this, their initial response is going to be, what, what is that? Like, oh, but I, you know, it's, it's that whole, what you have in your mindset going into something, you know, in a, a, a preconception. Well, no, we definitely have to, uh, rethink how we drink. Before we have this one. Curveball for sure. What is your final take on the rye? Knowing and working through this, I'm, I'm a buy on this all day. Again, I've really enjoyed some barrel-aged gins in the past year or so, and it, it's been uh, my new jam, so to speak. But it, it took 
two tastings and, and really getting into it and thinking about it. And as soon as I just removed the misnomer, or not a misnomer, but the, the thoughts of I'm drinking a rye whiskey, here's what I sh- should expect, then I, I enjoy it thoroughly. I'm right there with you. I am uh, 100% he, he, he nailed your He nailed your hashtag on this one, John. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Rethink how you drink. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of hashtags and where to find us, go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Go ahead and join our Facebook group. Answer a couple questions. Come in. We'd love to have you. Please find us on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a five-star review. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, USA. And we have a lot of good stuff planned. Stay tuned. We can't wait to tell you all about it. We'll have a party sometime in February. So if you're interested about that, reach out to us. We'd love to have you around. We'd love to share a pour with you. Cheers. We're going to make this party look like house party too. (laughs) Are you kid or play? (laughs) Always kid. Well, I'm not playing. Cheers.